Community of Hope, today our scripture reading is coming from 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, the 41st verse. And it reads thus, Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield-bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Brothers and my sisters, I want you to join me in a word of prayer, but I want to share on this Sunday morning the sermon subject, Don't Count Me Out. Don't count me out. Let us look to the Lord God in Jesus' name. I thank you, and we're grateful, God, for your hand and your power. We're grateful, God, for this moment. Now, God, in this historic moment, we ask, God, that you would bless, God, the words of my mouth. Let them be a blessing to your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Don't count me out. You know, it's interesting, but I don't know about you, but oftentimes in life, uh, folks can kind of underestimate you. Uh, folks can underestimate you, whether it's because of your size or whether it's because of where you grew up or whether um, it's because of, of who you know or whether it's even because of mistakes you've made in your past. Uh, that as you're stepping up to something, as you're stepping up uh, to some kind of a task, as you're stepping up uh, to some form of battle, uh, that folks often can look down or count you out. Uh, but I've come by to tell you, Community of Hope, uh, that you need to understand in your heart that you can turn to the world and say, don't count me out. Uh, don't allow uh, anything that you've done, don't allow uh, where you are right now, don't allow your current situation to disqualify you uh, from what God has for you, but don't count me out. You see, it's one thing for other folks to count you out, but it's another thing for you to count yourself out. And I've come by today uh, to use a very familiar story, a story that we know uh, that many have read um, in Sunday school about a guy by the name of David uh, when he fought a giant named Goliath. And David David beat Goliath, David uh, won the battle against Goliath, and David is someone who can show uh, the sentiment of don't count me out. Uh, one of the first things you've got to understand um, if you're not, if you're going to say don't count me out, is you've got to understand it doesn't matter how many count you out as long as you don't count yourself out. Uh, that when I look at David's story, it's a funny thing because when you look at David's story, what you'll realize is that David had already been anointed uh, by the prophet Samuel as king. Uh, that God had already pointed out to David and his brothers that David would one day become the king of all of Israel. Uh, but yet David was out in the fields while his brothers were in the army. Uh, his brothers were in the army uh, and, and his brothers were in the army. But, but what gets you is his brothers were in the army, but David came to just give them lunch. He came to give them lunch and David 
David was then able to see that there was this giant, this giant that was uh, selling wolf tickets, this giant that had the whole uh, 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 tribe of Israel scared, uh, this Philistine giant by the name of Goliath, huge giant, amazing giant, and he was challenging all of them to a fight, and King Saul didn't want none of them, and, and, and the army didn't want none of them, his brothers didn't want none of them, and David got there, and David saw this giant that was challenging the armies of Israel, and David said, look, I'll fight them. The interesting thing is, when you look at all the folks, um, when you look at the fact uh, that even David's brother was like, well, what do you think you're doing? You can't do it. But David understood that I don't have to have position. It's more about my perspective. You see, David understood uh, that he was not in the army. As a matter of fact, uh, he was just bringing them a meal uh, so his brothers could have something to eat. But it was not his position that dictated what he could do. It was his perspective. And his perspective said uh, that this giant is talking against my God. And my God is big enough to beat this giant. And all I've got to do is have God on my side. Uh, I, I, somebody today uh, that you've been getting caught up in your position or your lack of position. You've been getting caught up with the fact that you haven't been kick, picked to be on the kickball team. You haven't been uh, picked uh, to be on the squad. Uh, but I've come by to let you know that whether you're on the squad or not, uh, that you can still do it. All you've got to do is have the right perspective. All you've got to do is have it in your mind that if God before me, it's more than the world against me. Uh, that, that you're getting so caught up on your position. You're getting so caught up on your education. You're getting so caught up on, 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 on who has put you in place. Uh, but as long as God has you there, then it's more than enough. Uh, the second thing you've got to understand uh, when you understand that it's really not about your position, but your perspective, is you've got to understand that you already have the tools. Now, see, when you look at this story, what happens is David gets there, uh, that he sees that Goliath is selling wolf tickets, uh, that David goes on to say, I want to fight him. His brother gets upset with him, uh, but he says, look, somebody overhears him and takes him to the king. The king looks at him and says, man, you're not big enough to fight this giant. Man, you're a little kid. But it's funny because the king doesn't have the heart to fight him, but the king then decides to give David all of the king's armor. And so the king takes his armor and gives it to David, and the king takes his tunic and gives it to David. The king takes his sword and the shield and gives it to David and said, well, David, if you're going to be bold enough to go and fight the enemy I'm too scared to fight, at least take my armor. Uh, but the thing is that David went and put the king's armor on, and he told the king, Mr. King, I appreciate the fact that you would give me your armor. Uh, but the reality is I already have what I need. I'm not comfortable in your armor, uh, but I've got a slingshot, and that's all I need. The king said, I, I don't understand it, David. What are you talking about? Uh, how can you fight this giant? And J David said, the same God that helped me fight the lion and the bear uh, when they came to attack my father's sheep is the same God that will help me fight this giant. And when you understand that, then you understand that it's not about all the stuff you have on you. It's about what God has put in you. And David understood that he could go out there in the king's armor. He could go out there with the king's sword. He could go out there with the king's helmet. He could go out there with all of the king's stuff. Uh, but that was not, that was not what was going to get him through this battle. 
battle. But what was going to get him through this battle was not what was on him, but what was in him. And somebody today uh, that you trying uh, to look the part, you trying uh, to fake it till you make it, you trying uh, to put on all the tools of the world, uh, but you've got to understand that the battle you're about to fight, you can't fight it with the world's tools uh, because the weapons of our welfare are, are, are not carnal, uh, but, but, but they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds that, that you've got to fight this battle with spiritual fight, and you've got to fight this stuff more with what's inside of you than what's on you. But the third thing that I'm up out of here is you've got to believe in the God that believes in you. What gets me about this uh, story is that here we have David. David um, had his brother who didn't believe in him. Uh, He had the king who didn't believe in him. And now he goes to fight this huge giant. And when you see David in front of this giant and David has just got some rocks and a slingshot and he goes in front of this giant and the giant looks at him and the giant does not believe in him. And so his brother didn't believe in him. Uh, the, the, The king didn't believe in him and the giant sure enough didn't believe in him. But the thing about David is that David believed in the God that believed in him. In other words, that David had not confidence, David had what I call Godfidence. Uh, that David had a confidence that emerged out of the fact that he believed that God believed in him. And somebody today, I'm telling you, that's how you have to walk out into this world with a confidence. You've got to walk into this world knowing uh, that the God that uh, shaped the cosmos is a God that believes in me. And that in the words of Paul and Philippians, that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Uh, you've got to have a confidence that the giants that you face in your life, the giants that you face in your community, the giants that we face in this society, that you believe that you can knock them jokers down because you believe in the God that believes in you. And if you look at David, uh, the Bible says that the, 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 the giant Goliath looked at David and despised him and looked at him and said, man, you're just a little boy. Uh, uh, I mean, looked at him and was just uh, told him well, all that he was going to do to him and how he was going to kill him and feed his body to the birds and all this stuff. Uh, but David said uh, uh, that, that David's confidence was not in who he was, my God, but it was in who God was. And he said that God is going to deliver victory into my hands and I'm going to cut off your head and I'm going to feed it to the birds. And what you will watch, if you know that story, is that you will watch and and, and Goliath, as big as he was, as strong as he was, uh, as amazing as he was, uh, that that a lot of times uh, folks often look at their giants as too big to hit. Uh, but, but David looked at his giant, I, I've heard this said before, as too big to miss. And, and the thing is, when you get so scared of your giant uh, that you're scared to hit at your giant, you're scared to swing at your giant, you're scared to punch your giant in the throat, then that's when you've lost. But when you look at your giant and say, you know what, that joker is too big to miss, and I've just got to find the right rock and hit him in the right place, and he's going to come tumbling down. And what you'll watch is that David got a slingshot, and he wound up his slingshot. And before the giant could get up to him, the giant was coming at him, but the giant couldn't get to him. And somebody, that's a word for you today, that you see the giant coming at you, uh, but the giant will not get up on you because of what God has given you. If David had tried to use the king's tools, uh, he'd have had to get closer to the giant uh, than he needed to get. But because he used what God already had given him, and he just wound up what he had, he was able to let that rock loose, (laughs) 
and it hit the giant in his head and the giant fell. And then giant went, David went up to the giant and cut the giant's head off with the giant's own sword. I've come by to talk to somebody today because there's some folks who don't believe in you and there's some enemies and some giants that are coming at you. But I've come by to tell you, to tell them, don't count me out. Don't count me out because I believe that God has a role for me. Don't count me out because I believe that God's given me some power. Don't count me out because I believe that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Don't count me out because there's more to me. God have mercy than meets the eye. And if you'll have that kind of an attitude, a don't count me out attitude, then I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what you're dealing with. You can say, don't count me out. It's an interesting thing. I'm here today, and as I'm preaching, the election results aren't totally in. But it looked like when the election first came that you were dealing with the fact that the Democrats had lost and that Joe Biden had lost. If you look at all the votes that were totaled initially, but Joe Biden said, don't count me out. And they had to start counting the ballots that had come in by mail. And when you watch the ballots that had come in by mail, you see, you've got to understand that anytime you're dealing with an election or a circumstance, you've got to say, don't count me out until everything's been counted. Don't count me out until all the ballots have been tabulated. And he was down in all these areas. But not just Joe Biden. But if you look, talk to me, Stacey Abrams. Dear Stacey Abrams, who was in Georgia a couple years ago, got an election stolen from her. But Stacey Abrams could have went home and cried about what she didn't get and felt like a loser. But Stacey Abrams said, don't count me out and started organizing in Georgia. And now Georgia has flipped blue. Talk to me, Kenosha. Nobody's paying no attention to Kenosha. But when you were looking at who had to bring Wisconsin and flip Wisconsin, it was Kenosha. Talk to me, Detroit. Flip Michigan. Talk to me, Philadelphia. A major factor in flipping Pennsylvania that all kinds, nobody's thinking about Kenosha or Detroit or Philadelphia, those places with all them black folks. But don't count them out. They tell us don't count me out because the game is not over. The election's not over until all the votes are counted. But don't just base it on this current election. There was an election that happened over 2,000 years ago. You see, when Jesus was on trial and he was before Pontius Pilate, a Pilate had the ability to let Jesus go. He offered to the Jews that were there a guy, a criminal by the name of Barabbas and Jesus. And he said, look, I can let one of them go. Which one do you want? And the crowd took a vote and the crowd cried out, give us Barabbas. In other words, Jesus lost the vote and ended up going to Golgotha's hill. The crowd shouted, crucify him. And they took Jesus to an old rugged cross. Y'all know the story. They took him up Golgotha's hill and they hung him on that old rugged cross. They pierced him in his hands. They pierced him in his feet. They stretched him wide and they hung him high. They stuck a, a sword in his side. And for you and for me, he died. They put him in an old borrowed tomb and the enemy thought he had the victory. The devil thought he had him. Jesus was in the grave. Jesus was in hell. And the devil, the enemy thought he had the victory. But Jesus said, don't count me out. There's still some boats that haven't been counted yet. I know you counted the 
early vote uh, that was there at the polling place uh, of the folks who said give them Barabbas uh, but, but there's some mail-in votes uh, that haven't got here yet from heaven uh, and all of a sudden uh, the mail-in votes had to be counted uh, the absentee votes had to be counted uh, Jesus in hell uh, facing the devil uh, but all of a sudden you saw Abraham and Sarah's absentee ballot uh, you saw Elijah and Elisha's absentee ballot uh, you saw Rebecca's absentee ballot uh, you saw Esther's absentee ballot uh, you saw Noah's absentee ballot uh, and all of his children's absentee ballot uh, and by the time it was over uh, it took them a while to count it uh, that the vote happened on Friday uh, and Jesus was in the grave on Friday uh, and they counted my God uh, all day Saturday uh, seemed like they were Nevada or something uh, but early Sunday morning uh, uh, the vote was tabulated uh, early Sunday morning uh, all the votes came in uh, and Jesus came out with a victory uh, and came out of the grave uh, with the keys to our salvation uh, somebody here today uh, because he got up uh, you can get up uh, because they couldn't count Jesus out uh, they can't count you out uh, somebody needs to shout don't count me out uh, don't count my children out uh, don't count my community out uh, because in the end we are going to win. Don't count me out. This is my seat. I know 2020 has been hard, but don't count me out. I've still got victory, and there's still time in 2020 for me to get to the other side and to be able to pursue and receive all that God has called for me. Don't count me out. My brothers and my sisters, it's my honor and my privilege to be here with you today. But one of the biggest things I want to make sure that you understand is you've got to be on the right team. You've got to be on the right side. And his name is Jesus. If you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your soul, if you've never given your heart to Christ, today is your day and this is your moment. If you'd like to give your life to Christ, we say this at Community of Hope every Sunday. We're the community of hope where everyone has a chance. And we don't care who you are, what you've done, or who you did it with. I don't care if you did it last night or woke up doing it this morning. When you get to the house of the Lord, when you get connected to the body of Christ, you're in the right place at the right time to become all that God has called you to become. And this is your moment and this is your season. So if you've never accepted Jesus, all you've got to do is give your heart to him. All you've got to do is make him your choice. Make Jesus your choice and he'll make you victorious. I'm not saying that your life will be perfect, but I am saying you'll have somebody that you can believe in that believes in you. Believe in the Christ that believes in you. If you've never accepted Christ and you want to give your heart to him today, right now in the chat room, just click that link. Or if you want to make a decision for Christ, or, or if you're already saved and you need a church home, or if you want to rededicate your faith, any of them, you can click the link in the chat room, or you can just text on your phone, hope decision, hope decision, one word, to 474747. Text HOPE DECISION to 474747 so we can get your information and follow up with you and be able to connect with you and connect you to this church called Community of Hope. Look, if you've made a decision to give your life to Christ today, made a decision to join this church, made a decision that you want prayer or rededicate your faith, uh, today I just want you to repeat this prayer after me. It's my words, but it's your faith. Say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And right now, I ask Jesus to be the Lord and Savior 
of my life. I believe that Christ died for me. I believe that God raised him from the dead, that I could be saved. So today, I thank you that I'm saved. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. God bless you. Remember, if you made that decision, uh, just click the link right there in the chat room or type hope decision, one word, hope decision. Text that to 474747. Text hope decision to 474747. And we'll be blessed to connect with you. Look, don't you forget that we've got free groceries right now at the Iverson Mall uh, on this Sunday, November the 8th, from 10 until noon. 10 until noon this Sunday, November the 8th at Iverson Mall. Uh, make sure to get on out there and be blessed. Now, I want to pray with you as we go forward into this day. But remember, as you go into this week, don't let anybody count you out. God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your people. And I'm grateful for your hand on their life. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide now, henceforth, and forever among your people. In other words, God, may you walk with us, may you talk with us, may you live in us that we can live for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.